All right, we're starting the show. Welcome to episode, I think this is like episode 22, I want to say, of the Itty Bitty Podcast. Um, if you've been digging the show, if you're liking the Itty Bitty Podcast, head over to ittybittypodcast.com and easily subscribe to the show from there. Tell your friends and share each episode. Um, it helps me out tremendously if you do that. I also host a weekly podcast called Choice Nugs Only with my buddy Vince, and I get stoned and break down the week in review. Um, so that's a fun show if you're into that type of thing hang out with us each week that one's more laid back not really any particular topics so to speak but um, that's also available up on the site i've also put up a message board on the website so if you have anything you want to say about the show pop over to that um, website it's right there on the page easy to get to as well so that's all pretty new going to be running a lot of stuff through the website going forward and we've got some new stuff coming in the next couple weeks, um, including video. I know I keep teasing it, but we'll have some video up um, probably after the first of the month. I would be surprised if uh, if we get it done before the end of the year. But um, this week on the show, my guest was Casey from Chef Salty Pork Podcast. Um, he's a chef that has a podcast, so he's deeply ingrained in the restaurant business um so that was what what i did in a past life i worked in restaurants so that was kind of interesting to talk to him we talked a little bit about restaurant life we'll talk about video games we talked kind of a little bit about everything so it wasn't just about restaurants so it's it's an interesting podcast if you're if you've never worked in the restaurant industry it's kind of a nice little insight into that and into like the current trends and everything so really interesting show i liked hanging out with him and talking to him on the show so that was cool um but remember this is not a podcast about life in the restaurant industry it's the itty bitty podcast it's anything but and it starts now welcome to the itty bitty podcast So welcome to another episode of the Itty Bitty Podcast. My name is Perry Phillips, and my guest today is Casey from the Chef Salty Pork Podcast. Casey, thanks for coming on and chatting with me today. Hey, man, thanks. So you're, uh, you're one of two co-hosts for their year. I was watching a little bit of it this morning while I was kind of getting going on YouTube. Um, you're one of two co-hosts. Is it always the same co- two co-hosts, you and a friend? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's actually me and my sous chef in a restaurant. So him and I, or rather, I started a podcast myself for a whole year. And then I wanted to bring in a second person, but I couldn't figure out who it was. Granted, my my schedule in the kitchen. And then, you know, I asked Sean, who's my co-host. I was like, hey, would you be willing to be a part of podcast? Like, yeah, man, let's do it. And then from nice. there, we just kind of kind of went out. So it started with you first. And kind of from your experience in restaurant, is that how it, it all kind of started? You would just yeah, would talk about restaurant it experience? Was a, uh, it was just a ramblings for me on how my cooks are and how the business is happening. Like if you listen to like the first 80 episodes or some junk, it's like only like five minutes long or some crap. And it's always like, oh, I was shitty today. <laughs> we ran out of fish. Just kind of <laughs> like the diaries of a mad cook. Yeah, 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 pretty much. 
Yeah, I worked restaurant for a long time. That's my background. Um, hey. I started. Yeah, um, those days are behind me. I, I, I don't. I thought about going back to it one or two nights a week, but I just don't. don't I do have. I know. I just finally stopped having server nightmares and and kitchen nightmares and shit. And so yeah. now I'm like, I don't know if I want to put myself through that. I got into sales and like that was kind of. I was in sales for about four years, and I just recently and am unemployed from sales. Um, unexpectedly so now I'm just kind of podcasting as it is but yeah my my background is in restaurants so it's it's good to have you on that should this should be interesting no it definitely is so um it's just (laughs) I always mention it to somebody like oh I want to get back I'm like don't do it just just step away away. yeah Yeah, I anytime I go to a restaurant that you know, I, even if it's one that I haven't worked at or anything like that, because I've worked, I've, you know, I've done dive bars, chain restaurants, upscale restaurants, all types of different places. And every time I go to a restaurant, a different type, you know, I'll hear kind of if you're sitting anywhere near where you, you can hear servers or bartenders or anything from the back of the kitchen, I just start getting anxiety. I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. Those days are long, long gone. But I had a good time when I was when I was doing it. It's one of the the more rewarding experiences I've ever had. It allowed me to kind of travel and move from one side of the country to the other, and nice. meet all different types of people that I wouldn't have met before. So, um, so yeah. So the Chef Salty Pork podcast was kind of born from that. Was it always called that that at first, or did it the name come up after you guys kind of got together and podcasted? So Chef Salty is more, uh, it was kind of a a jeer towards what I call Chef. I I never, if you ask my staff now, they don't uh, don't ever call me Chef because I think it's so pretentious. And I don't have the experience under my belt to be called that damn word. And I I don't think I can ever live up to it until I'm like 60. You know what I'm saying? Right. And fully traveled, known everything. So that's kind of a jeer, the word Chef in the beginning. And then salty because I'm a salty individual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a petty motherfucker, I really am. And then pork because I love pork. I have a I have a love affair, uh, love affair with pork. So chef salty pork kind of initialized uh, with that mindset. And did you start in the kitchen or did you start like what what which position did you start when you started in restaurant? I was dishwasher. Dishwasher. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of worked your way up. Worked all the way up, yeah. Yeah, those are the guys who work hard, man. <laughs> when those dishwashers break, too, that's like when they have the industrial-sized dishwashers and one of those things shuts down, those guys uh, are back there sweating. That is my, uh, that's my number one nightmare. Every time I get a phone call, I always, I always think, I was like, fuck, did the dish yeah. break again? Or like, damn. I still get the tickets occasionally, like the ticket machine from the bar when on a busy night when it goes off and just that constant beeping of the tickets coming up. Oh, yeah. I still I still get those on occasion. I'm like, is that my alarm? Like, no, that's not. <laughs> just wake up randomly in the middle of the night to that shit. You know, not a lot of people understand that. Like, uh, unless you unless you worked in a kitchen or somewhere that's kind of that's inducing that anxiety, you will never, ever experience anything like that ever again. Like yeah, my, in, in any kind of work whatsoever. My wife is in nursing now and she still has, she started in, in restaurant and she still gets, you know, server nightmares from time oh, to yeah. time from that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those things. It's, it's weird. It's like a weird anxiety thing. Oh, it's it, like, it definitely is. It's almost like I muscle have, memory. Um, yeah. It becomes, what, what's that word for it? Um, It becomes like a nightmare pretty much. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. 
Yep, it's like you can't wait. You try and then get to a point in the in the dream that you're like, wait, I can wake myself up. I don't I don't do this anymore, and I just <laughs> snap myself out of it. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely one of those things. I mean, I. I, like I said, I've worked in, in Chili's and I've worked in, um, you know, French restaurants. I've worked in dive bars all over and you meet a lot of different people. And so you do get a lot of different stories and there's a lot of, you know, you make a lot of connections with people. Um, so you end up meeting a lot of like lifetime friends through restaurants. So that's one of the cooler things that I've liked. A lot of the people that I still talk to and, you know, my former roommates are all people that I worked with. And mm-hmm. so it's like a cool little community that if you've never worked in that job that you don't really know or get to experience. No, no, it definitely is. I actually mentioned in um, a couple of podcasts ago the way uh, I relate to kitchen people is because one, you're going, you're, you're basically going through a trauma together and being in the trenches kind of per se for six or seven hours while you're getting wrecked by service um just constant tickets constant demands constant yelling it's hot and it's just it feels like you're in the battlefield after you've emerged out of it there's a different there's a different um like brotherhood that you you feel with everybody else that have endured that with you so that's why the camaraderie is a lot more uh, when you're in a sense of a kitchen um no matter what position you're doing, server, front of house, back of house, it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. That's why we parties more too in restaurant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all make it through together and they're like, let's party. Let's just do it. Yeah, it's exactly. one o'clock in the we're morning. Like, yep, we did it. Let's drink. Yeah. So how was your Thanksgiving? Did you Were you in charge of cooking for Thanksgiving or did you get to, to take a break? So usually uh, the corporate I'm working for, um, all the other restaurants are open except for maybe four of them, and I'm one of the four. So I'm closed Thanksgiving Day, but everybody else did work. Um, so oh, I did cook okay. at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of sad, right? Uh, yeah. I did cook at the house, but nothing spectacular that you would think coming from you know, somebody in my background. It was just like a turkey breast that I've already purchased a week prior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just like sliced deli meat. Fucking cook three hours of that shit. Like, it's just my wife and I. Like, why would I yeah. do that to myself? We went to a friend's yeah. house and they they had a, they shoved go. everything up. We just had to bring a side. I did broccoli or not broccoli, Brussels sprouts and, and bacon. So I we did there that and uh, and the gravy. So all we had to do is make a, a one thing. So and then I did calzones mm-hmm. the night before for like for dinner the night before. Those came out really good. So but yeah, yeah. no no I it took me an hour and a half total. Everything went into the oven. Everything came out of the oven. It was already done. And then I just cut the turkey, served it. My wife and I enjoyed it. And then that was it. Nice. Yeah, no so, stress. We drank pretty much the entire day. We, I, was, I mean, I was off, so I didn't do anything. So when you say you were drinking, what were you, what's your drink of choice if you're, if you're just hanging out drinking, you know, on a, a holiday? We are a bourbon family. So anything bourbon, bourbon uh, anything brown liquor, <laughs> literally. I actually uh, drank uh, wild turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm not go, like go a big, uh, yeah, I'm not a big, I used to drink a lot more. Now I drink occasionally. I just, I ended up getting wrecked the night before Thanksgiving mm. and the day of, I was just useless. I was so hungover. I was, was going to make a pie. I was going to do a bunch of shit and I didn't do any of it. So yeah. <laughs> I just, <laughs> oh, let me but, see yeah. if I can see my cupboard. I have, I have bullet, I have knob, I have wild turkey. I have buffalo trays that I actually like, but it's really strong. Um, and then there's a bottle of Booker's just chilling there, waiting to be. Mm, yeah, that's opened. all good shit. That's yeah, all man. good, good shit. 
Are you big into pairings, like alcohol pairings, since you're you're not too crazy? You know, it's no. it, it's uh, I just find it so tiring. And yeah, then just like good, you're you're cooking shit, and you're like, ooh, what should I pair this with? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Just yeah. whatever you want to drink, literally whatever you want to drink, it will it will pair well with right. food. I am not that crazy about it. Yeah, I mean, a, you can get any type of beer with a burger, and it's gonna taste yeah, good every time. Yeah. Um, so what's your, as far as like, uh, your podcast goes, what, how far along are you guys as far as, you know, where you want to be? Is this something that you are looking at expanding on in the future or are you going to, you know, eventually consider bringing on more guests? Um, tell well, me a little so, bit more uh, about your show. Yeah. Yeah. So the podcast revolves around food primarily between Sean and I and how I, how I kind of wrote this show is. Um, there's two formats out right now. So there's a 30 minute format, uh, where we call it a chef's meal that airs pretty, pretty frequently in a week. But as we get busier in a restaurant, I'll just do one episode and that's a little, a little longer. So the way it breaks down is we'll do, um, you know, Sean and I will kind of banter left and right, and then we'll do our intros. And then right off the bat, um, I'll either him or myself will ask like a weird question that happened at the restaurant. So it can kind of tie it back to what happened. We'll we'll talk about that a little bit, and then and I I added this thing called Monchuchu News, which is just I wanted to bring attention to food worldwide and what's happening and some quirky little things um, that's kind of begun. So let me show let me um, let me let me give you a couple of little things right now that's kind of quirky yeah, and stupid. Cool. No, for uh, sure. You know that um, that burrito blanket. Yes. You probably seen it. Yeah, it's on sale right now. Mm-hmm. Some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like so just different little food related items. Oh, okay, got you. You'll kinda talk about like gotcha, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like our or the the recall with the romaine lettuce that's happening currently. I feel like um, that happens like once a year. Happens every time, but people don't know why it's happening. It's because of livestock. It gets too close to the farms. And then uh. you know the water gets contaminated, thus the, the produce gets contaminated, and that's how you get the uh, the E. coli um, transferred onto it. But most people won't know that they're like, "Oh, another recall. We don't know what the fuck's happening." Right. I, I think it's my job to tell as many as I can how and why uh, it's happening and where you can source it. Um, right. But my my uh, my company is actually pretty good with it. As soon as we got um, hint of it, within minutes, uh, we had a worldwide phone call. Not worldwide, but a nationwide phone call to all the restaurants. They were like, stop serving romaine ASAP. Uh, putting on quarantine. Double check everybody's vendors. And then we, I think most of us threw out all of our stuff because it was from California. Right. And then they were like, the only thing that's um, passable is from Yuma, Arizona. Is the only one that didn't get uh, affected. So we transferred over to that produce. So things like that, you know, it's like, it, it's a little weird, but nothing too crazy. Um, yeah. And then... A couple more banter's uh, back and forth, and then I go into what I call uh, Sean's Tech Tuesday. Sean, uh, my other co-host, he actually went for schooling for like um, like engineering or some shit, or like computer science or some crap, and he ended up he ended up a cook. So I wanted to kind of pick his brain on same exact purpose, but on tech side. So what's happening on tech? What's oh, nice. Your favorite tech? Yeah, yeah. So we cover a whole bunch of that. Um, and then we end the episode nice and short, 30 minutes, uh, kind of gives you the whole brunt. And then the, the second episode, um, which we will be doing 
uh, as soon as the top of the new year. So two episodes a week, one just uh, particularly to the news and the Tech Tuesday, uh, etc. And then the second one um, focused solely on food. So like, for example, uh, Thanksgiving is over. Like what, what did we have for Thanksgiving? How did we prepare, etc. Just straight food, no other kind of talks, uh, some tips. And then everything on a video format that way people can actually see it live. Because the way you hear it on audio, it, it is cool and you can kind of understand it, but it's a different experience when you see the both of us kind of go back and forth on uh, on our video call. Yeah, I'm working on getting into video myself. I think that's the next step for, for this show is to get some video mm-hmm. going. So that's what I'm working on as well. It must be, so going into the holidays, it should be, be easier for you i guess to get content because there's i mean everybody just starts eating from like november 1st to like january 25th and they don't stop until like the holidays are done so it must be i mean there must be all types of different stories and recipes going around um because i I have to imagine you're probably a little bit busier too in the restaurant this time of year so it must be yeah it must be harder to prep for podcasts it's it's like um how do you explain it um let's say Let's say you pick like a like a medium sized McDonald's or whatever it is, right? On average, McDonald's will do two to three million in sales on a small store, and that's your like your average McDonald's. That's pretty. That's pretty damn busy. On yeah, an average it's like McDonald's. Black Friday all month long, like right? all couple months long. Mm-hmm. Like every couple of days, you you have the potential to do like Black Friday type sales, just yeah, from yeah, families yeah. coming in. Just and, from, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. So my company, the or rather the restaurant I'm working for right now, we do five to six million yearly. So we double those sales, um, and it's not really fast food. You know, you go in, you you sit down, you have a good meal, and it, our average price of my plates are like forty bucks, pretty much, because mm. it's it's fresh fish. So it's just um, it, it's a little hard to swallow that price. But man, when you when you taste that fish and it comes off straight, literally straight from the boat, like a few days prior. It's uh, it's something to behold. Yeah, you're always going to pay kinda, more for quality. Yeah, you're always going to pay more for fish, and people don't understand that. And they're just like, I, you know how many, you know how many comments I get? They're like, oh, I can fucking get this for like thirty bucks or like fifteen dollars <laughs> at Shoprite or some shit. So right. Yes, you could, but it's not the same quality. That's why you're paying a stupid premium to exactly. have it here at my restaurant. Plus, you don't have to fillet it and do all that stupid mm-hmm. bullshit. So everybody yeah, don't yeah. understand that, you know. I. uh when you said the the price point, it just made me think when I first started at Chili's way, way back when I worked at Chili's in like, I think it was like South Boston. It's like Dedham or something like that, Massachusetts, close to South Boston. And they had just switched to the, to the three for 20. So you got an appetizer, uh-huh. you got two meals, and then you got a dessert for like 20 bucks. And that complete, and people were tipping on like the, you know, the 20 bucks basically thinking that that was okay. So you get like five bucks. So our tips took a dramatic hit on that. But I still remember this lady came in one day and she ordered, ordered the three for 20, you know, sat down, she ate all the stuff by herself. And then she got to the dessert and she, we had that chocolate molten cake, but we also had a brown, like a chocolate brownie. And we had taken the molten off this this special. Like you could you could still get the chocolate brownie, but you couldn't get the molten. Mm-hmm. And this lady started crying, like she was in tears. Oh no! Like an, a grown lady in tears. 
and they're like you just give her the molten i'm like yeah i mean it's it's not that serious like it's just it was literally the same dessert but because it wasn't the molten she just burst into tears i was like i had never met that was when i was like okay this is like welcome to restaurant that was like one of the first <laughs> moments i was like this is going to be a weird job no it's a weird job bro and funny you mentioned somebody crying i have a, a patron right now at the restaurant who gets frustrated when her french fries is not well done so if it oh, comes geez. if it comes out not as crisp she will she will straight up break down and cry and nothing to i'm not going to mention her name or anything but it's just i i've gone to the table quite a few times like hey you know like what's wrong like why why she's like it's not crispy and i was like that's all right you know i can we can refire the fries for you that's not a big deal but i don't think you should you know cry over it <laughs> she's just like yeah. she just gets so upset and i i feel it so now right. i make sure that's a little more over well and that's kind of yeah. that's where the uh the customer service kind of comes in yeah there's just some people that like you can't please though i re- i worked in like san fernando valley in one of the, the like the more upscale richer parts of the the valley in south southern california in los angeles county and um there you just had like these real housewives that would come in and they would I had this one lady who would order a drink. She would want to want it strong, and then she would always, always complain about how too strong, how strong it was. Like it didn't matter how she would be like, "I want this to be a double." You give her a double, exactly a double, and she would always complain it was too strong. So you give it to her a little bit less, and she would complain it was just it didn't matter. And then she would, you know, she wouldn't even drink it anyway. She would always, always leave it full. It was just like, "Why are you here? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what are you doing here? Why are you here? Exactly." Like, and every day we'd have to home. go through it. It's just, yeah, it's like, "What are you doing? Just make your own drink." But so, yeah, we had, I had some straight sociopaths in Southern California. It was it was interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty normal for all restaurants, though. There's always those people that will always appear to have that same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So, with the holidays coming up, are you an eggnog person, or are you not big into eggnog? We are. I mean, it's it's kind of yes and no. It's not too crazy. We we do have a Christmas party coming up this Sunday, and we're hosting. We we do it as yearly. I invite the same friends pretty much. Um, it's it's kind of like a tradition now. But we we typically serve whatever is there. So if they want to bring stuff, sure. Uh, we don't particularly make eggnog, but you know, just whatever people kind of bring. I know. I remember last year we bought. Oh, what the hell was it? I think it was like peppermint moonshine or some shit, which is delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, most of the times it will be just the bourbons that we have or if they want to bring beer, cool, or if they want to bring wine, that's okay too. So we just have a good time no matter what. Yeah. I can. Only, I think I do like one one glass of eggnog a year and that's it for me. I can't do too much of that stuff. It's too thick. <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, so I, I was going through and looking at some of the, the episodes you've done, and I saw one of the ones that you uh, were talking about was uh, video games. Yeah. So are you a game? Are you a gamer? I am a full blown gamer. What? What? Uh? What? Are you console? PC? What are you? What are you playing these days? I, I'm on. I'm on PC now, only because I I, I built my computer this time around, and it can run pretty damn good on the specs. But for the longest time, I was console. So I had, and I shared this with Sean, like the, my most played game of all time, 321 hours, is Final Fantasy VII. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So that's like. Has there, 
has that remake come out yet i'm an rpg guy like i love i love story so for me final fantasy when it came out um i was i was so hooked into it i had 15 memory cards i remember and each and every one had like a different save file for every location of the game so i can like replay it just kind of from memory and stuff right and yeah that was oh 329 <laughs> hours just final fantasy 7 alone and then the second runner-up is witcher 3 at 278 hours um because oh my god cd project red they're, they're doing something great i haven't played the witcher 3 yet but it's on my list um Ooh, I, I saw it on Black Friday. I know I've got. I had just purchased. I bought Death Stranding and I bought that new Star Wars game. And Black Friday rolled around. It was it was on special, and I was like, I can't do it because I I need to. I have too much to do. I can't get mm-hmm. involved in three games. So I'll go back once I'm done with these two, and yeah, I'll play yeah, The yeah, Witcher. Yeah. That's that's next on my list. Yeah, no, no. I like uh, like Death Stranding. I really wanted to get it, but I. I know if I purchased it, I would down a lot of hours into it, and I don't yeah. want to do that. So I just—it's easy I to watch people on the streaming services, just kind of just get the feel of it. Yeah, because like I love like I love um, Kojima uh, Kojima games also like um, Sons of Liberty. I think was mm-hmm. my like number fourth most played game. Uh, I think at like a hundred and ninety hours or some shit. I I, I absolutely loved it. Um, but you know, I, of course I'm a big fan of, of him. So I, I had to check it out. Um, but I, I don't want to purchase it. <laughs> it's kind of wild. It's, it's different than anything I've ever played. Anytime you pop into it after not playing for a couple of days, there's just more shit built because it's other people are playing and mm-hmm. their stuff that they build goes into your game. So as you're, you know, as yeah. you're not doing anything, you go back and play after a couple of days. It's like all these new roads are built and. So it's kind of wild. It's it's pretty. It's a different thing than I've ever played before. Oh, so it's, it's like it's cool. It it constantly updates itself. Yeah. So let's say you're playing in your game, and you build a road or you build a bridge or something like that. It'll show up in my game, and then I can delete what? that if I want to. Yeah, I can like I can remove that structure if I want to. But it's it's more beneficial. To, it helps you throughout the game as you use other people's wow. ladders and. You know, people will leave ropes, ladders, and you do the same. So as you're going across a a little body of water, you can build a bridge and somebody can finish it. So you'll come back to a bridge you started and somebody else will have finished it for you. So it's pretty cool. It's it's a crazy, crazy game. Yeah. I haven't even gotten that far into it. Yeah, it's wild. I haven't, I haven't gotten too, too far into it, but I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm digging it so far. It's, it's chill. It's not like, you know, action, action, action. It's more, Mm -hmm. you know long long sequences of walking <laughs> so you're basically a fedex <laughs> fedex guy so but it's cool chill game. yeah it's pretty I cool play it because i will down a lot of hours like i know it i know me yeah well lucky for you i don't think it's out for pc for a little while so you got some time before it's it's out yeah i'm waiting for uh cyberpunk 2077 is my that looks really cool oh my god i cannot wait I'm so excited. I don't know for much it. about it though. I can't tell. Is it first person shooter? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hopefully, there's I've only seen a little bit, it, but I I'm totally engrossed in the gameplay and the game story, um, and I'm I'm really excited for it to to kind of launch. Same. I've talked about it on the CD Project Red. CD Project Red. Yeah. 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 yeah so you know, it's and Keanu, 
Keanu Reeves in, is involved in that one too. That's that game. I know. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's the one. I uh, I'm looking forward to the next, The Last of Us, the part oh, two. Oh, that one's a good uh, one too. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. the first one. I've talked about it on this podcast before, but the first one was one of my favorite games of all time. So I'm looking yes. really looking forward to number two. That one looks like it's going to be good. Supposedly next year, but we'll see if that actually happens. I think I only uh, did one playthrough for The Last of Us, uh, straight. I didn't, I didn't, um, you know, do a double play or didn't deviate too much, but just kind of play through it, and it was a solid, solid game. I attempted to play through it a second time, and I got to. If you've played the game, you'll know what part I'm talking about. When you get to, there's a basement. When you get to the basement, you have to turn on a generator. Oh and yeah, yeah. You know, and you know as soon as you turn that shit on, it's like these all these creatures are gonna come running uh-huh. out at you. But you have to turn that shit on. And yeah, every time I get to that <laughs> thing and I'm like, I don't wanna do it again. I don't wanna do it. Yeah. So I get to the part where I have to turn it. Ge- all over, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first time was enough, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the <laughs> second one. I'm sure they're gonna top it. Yeah. How about now though? What kind of games are you playing now? I'm playing Borderlands three right now. Like I'm addicted to it. Uh, so I've got the Switch on rotation. So I've played, I've got like, I think Super Mario Odyssey that I play if I'm just kind of hanging out on the couch. Mm. Um, I've got De- Death Stranding. I've got the Jedi Fallen Order. And that's about it. I, I usually only oh, rotate okay. between like one or two games and then I'll switch them out. Um, oh, but I go, I, I go doing. like a month. Yeah, I go for like a couple months without, without playing games and then I'll, something will come out and I'll grab it. I can't be playing stuff constantly or I'll never get anything done. <laughs> see if you uh, spoke to my coach sean he likes to see his his brain mentality is he wants to be able to he wants to build a library so much so that he has i think the last time we updated was like 920 games so far oh jeez, damn he owns like on file so the purpose of it is if he has a friend there's so like hey have you tried his new game he's like no but i have it Let's go play. Right. So that's his whole thing. And I and I completely get it. I absolutely get it. But yeah, I'm not I gonna stopped, do it. I stopped buying the physical copies just because I'm like, I don't have a place for any of this stuff. So I started putting it all on the digital copies. But mm-hmm. I, I have all different I have the Sega Genesis, I've got a Nintendo sixty four, Super Nintendo, um, Switch, PlayStation, mm-hmm. four, three. Um and so I'm kind of like trying to build up my systems so i kind of understand yeah. like that's what i like to get i'm looking for a dreamcast i'm still looking for a couple of other little systems there but yeah i like to be able to bust out like the you know if i have people over consoles, like you want to play yeah. goldeneye anybody want to play goldeneye or mario kart and oh can just bust God, it out GoldenEye. and be able to play so yeah yes. i got goldeneye that shit's that's my game i love that shit i know man that, i mean that was the that was the born that that's what borned the multiplayer for yeah. all of us back then, right? Remember, like the um, only slaps or only yeah, knives or some shit. Oh my god! Golden gun. Such there was a lot of good back. modes, and then you'd have Odd Job, who just would you'd be at an advantage because he was so tiny, you couldn't hit yeah. him. You'd have to like aim your gun at the ground. Um, mm. But yeah, we had a lot of birthday parties back in the day where we'd play, you know, Star Fox and um, Goldeneye and mm. all those sixty-four games that were you know four players, and you just get down yeah, on man. it. So. There's not a lot of like in yeah. There's not a lot of games that are multiplayer that you can play like with friends in a room anymore. I mean, besides like Madden or you know any sports games, it's kind of limited. It is, unless it's. I mean, Nintendo still kind of prides themselves on you know doing the four play 
thing with like Smash Brothers or yeah, you know, and they make the it easy for games. you to play with other people too. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah. So back to sorry to switch all up. We, get, we no, go no, all over okay. the place on this show. I just I wanted to talk about a little bit about um, you know. So we kind of talked about what you were your thoughts were for like good dishes for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, what about like you know with the with Christmas and other holidays coming up? people are getting together more what what type of dishes are are you looking forward to kind of making or are you um are some that you'd like to try in the future for for like the holidays just to give people an idea that are listening man there's there's not enough food to go around to for me to consume in my lifespan however uh during christmas time i always revert to it because it's my favorite um we go uh, we call it lechon kawali so in tagalog it's just it's braised pork, pretty much, with this skin really crispy. So okay. if you, how do you, um, in Chinese cooking, it's like chasu pork, like that crispy pork thing over rice, mm-hmm. kind of right. you see on Chinese restaurants. Kind of yep. same exact thing, but just uh, the Filipino version of it. Uh, I make that yearly, only for Christmas usually, and it always gives me uh, a joy to my face because it's my happy, it's my happy face. <laughs> Nice. So that's like your, you would make that for yeah. any type of like get together or anything mm-hmm. like that. Nice. It's nice to have that go to. We're like, I don't know what to make. I'm just going to make this because I make it the best every time and everybody's yeah. going to like then, it. Um, we also have what we call Lumpia in Shanghai. It's mm. just spring rolls. That's uh, the Filipino version again. And it's just, uh, it's like a little bit of cabbage and meat pretty much inside a spring roll. And it's pretty tiny, it's like bite sized. Yeah. And um, it's like the the most common side dish in Filipino cuisine, but it's yeah. also the most favorite. Yeah, my I have an old, my old roommate, um, Angela. She was uh, she was Filipino. Well, Filipino. Oh, she is Filipina, and she go. actually she actually introduced me to my wife. That's how me and my wife met through oh, her. So, she, but she used to yeah she used to make all types of shit in the house. She would make lumpia. She would make trying to think of all the different stuff that she would make but i remember one time her mom had uh chicken feet and she was oh, like yeah. you want to try chicken feet i'm like yeah i'll try it it was yeah it was it was interesting i wouldn't try it again mm-hmm. it just felt it's like little texture. hands yeah, yeah little hands and texture. like fingers and yeah it was not it was i was one time and again another one and done thing that's always a fun one that one yeah, I was nobody else wanted to try it. I was like, I've I've got to try this at least once just to be polite at least. But yeah, um, so I don't want to hold you up too much. Did you have any other um, any other like any other things you wanted to talk about while you were on the podcast? Uh, no. I Anything think, you got I think coming we covered up? Covered uh, pretty much most of it. Um, I do want to ask you a couple of questions if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, no worries. We are going to bring it back to food because food is my go-to uh no matter what so hold on, let me let me bring up the question here just so uh we have it all together now in terms of like it, it's just rapid fire whatever comes to your mind first okay go ahead and go for it okay um what do you absolutely refuse to eat cilantro that's like the one one oh. thing that if i can taste cilantro it just kills anything for me. And I've heard that so that's no like Chipotle, a genetic thing. No Chipotle for you then. 
No, not really. I'm not. I mean, there's very few things I'll eat at Chipotle. Um, but yeah, cilantro was just, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I, the first time I tasted it, I just was like, I don't know what's in this, but I don't like it. And somebody's like, that's probably cilantro. And ever oh, since then, okay. I had a, a bar guest at Chili's one time asked me to make her a, a cilantro margarita and I almost vomited like having to <laughs> having to do that. I'm like muddling cilantro and lime. It was, oh, it was disgusting. But that yeah, it's cilantro delicious. for me. I know I, some people <laughs> love it. That's the thing. I know people love cilantro and I'm like, I wish I could get behind it because I just okay. it just doesn't taste good to me. Uh, just know that as we grow older, our taste buds do change. So maybe, maybe down the line, you might have a chance of loving cilantro like I do. But at the time you hate it, that's okay. Um, ever eaten any weird things or proteins besides the chicken feet that you just mentioned? Ooh, besides the chicken feet. Hmm. I'm trying to think. That's a good one. I don't know. I, th- I don't think. Even when I was like in Costa Rica, I don't think I ate anything too wild. Um, you know, I don't did know. Your, I, I think it was uh, just the chicken feet. ever serve you balut? What, what's balut? Okay, good. Let's just end it like that. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> don't even research it. That's a Filipino thing. So we'll, we'll move on for that one. Are you uh, are you allergic to any kind of food? No, actually, I've never been allergic that I know of. Fortunately for me, I've been able to eat everything, no problem. Good. Welcome to the few and the proud. I know. And you, you know exactly like what I mean. Being in a restaurant, fuck those guys yeah. who say they're allergic to gluten. Gluten is not an allergy. <laughs> and this is another topic that I will get triggered if we talk about it. We will, we will do this so, in another podcast because I cannot do it. No, that would, that's a whole nother, a whole nother episode. Like, yo, yeah, I've it's, never, it's, oh my God, uh, I for can't. me, I try, like, I've been, I lo- I was heavier a couple years ago. I was about 240. And mm-hmm. so I've, I've recently got down, I'm like 190 right now. I've kind of fluctuated nice, between 193. Thank you. Yeah. And a lot of that was cutting out, you know, things like gluten and carbs mm-hmm. and sugar, but it, I was never like, oh, I have a gluten allergy. It was just like, I'm going to try and cut down on like, you know, things that have gluten and carbs and all that shit mm-hmm. in it just to kind of, but I was never like, oh, this is going to put me in a fucking coma. So, <laughs> so yeah, but, but it might be a real it. thing. I don't know. It might be, who knows? I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a dietitian, so I don't know that shit. Yeah. No, no. It's just, it's not that I hate it or nor, nor do I hate people for it. I hate that they don't understand what it is. So right. the most common misconception is, oh, can I have this gluten free? Can I still have beer? And then there, you go ahead and see them, you know, drink the beer, and you're like, you realize gluten's in there, but they don't understand that. Right. And nor do 90% of the people do. Uh, gluten is made of a, well, anyway, like I said, <laughs> different podcasts for a different time, because I can get into that's it like, hard. That's like when you're, like, I've, I've been, I'm, I'm a big weed smoker i smoke weed a lot and mm. so uh, i usually have like a vaporizer or something on me and i'll kind of do something discreet if i'm going to be around people and smoking outside mm-hmm. and i've had people before say you know i'm allergic to weed after like nah. me smoking around them the whole night i'm like yeah i've been blowing smoke in your face all fucking night and you haven't said <laughs> shit so i don't think yeah, you're exactly. actually allergic to weed like it's kind of like that so people are people are loads of shit People people go with what the media is telling them, and that's the that's a little bit of the the bad thing about it. But like I said, 
<laughs> different podcast for a different, different podcast. Um, have you ever tried vegetarian or vegan? Mm, not like willingly. I mean, it's if I see something with meat in it, and then I see something without meat in it, more times than not, I'm gonna get this thing with meat because it fit, to me mm. it feels like it fills me up more. But I just I'm yeah I'm not like opposed to trying things that are vegan or vegetarian. I just haven't. Gotcha. Oh, that's fair. much. Uh, yeah. And then my last question for you, and I will. This will be my uh, my conclusion. Have you ever eaten spam? Yes. Yes. Um, one of I think actually maybe my 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 roommate had um, given me some, and then I had a uh, one of my buddies. Uh, his nickname's Hawaii. Shout out to Hawaii. Um, Hawaii. But he um, he's a Pacific Islander, and so he his family was big on spam. So I, I'm there pretty sure he's made me try spam at some point. Um, it's a little spam too salty is... for me. I like it like if it's cooked right, but yeah, sometimes it's a little too salty for me. I think yeah, one of my white friends cooked one. it for me. Well, I think one of my white friends cooked it for me, and they probably put salt on it like like an idiot. But I don't know. Noobs. <laughs> um but yeah spam is uh if it's cooked right i'll i'll mess with it there you go and that's it it's good with breakfast man i always say the the last spam for last because i i'm a lover of spam being filipino pacific islander also uh we grew up on this shit because of the world war you know when the troops brought it over so what's uh, like a good spam do. recipe that you would like an outside the box spam recipe that somebody would be like, oh, that's not something I would think to try with spam really quickly. OK, check this out. Um, Hawaiian rolls, you know, those sweet little mm-hmm. beautiful buns. Uh, mayonnaise so delicious. And then pan seared spam. We call that spamage. And it's spamage. So Hawaiian sweet rolls. You said butter. Um, mayo. Mayo, mayo. Mayo and then the, the spam. Or if you're from Hawaii, mm. people would actually know this. And if you ask your homie, he would know this. Uh, musubi, which is just spam, little chunks on top of uh, rice and some fixings. Mm. Yeah. So, do you have time for one more kind of question? I of just course. I don't want to. So you had said something earlier that had made me think about. It. So when I was doing restaurant and. Um, you know, work in restaurant for a long time. One of the things I would notice like every summer and every kind of winter were different trends um, as far as food goes. And so are there any trends that you're seeing right now that we're kind of heading towards besides like, you know, that gluten-free stuff or anything that you're kind of looking forward to as far as what's coming down the road for food or food news um, or, you know, tech or tech news for that, that, that matter, since that's part of your podcast as well. Mm-hmm. I think food-wise, there's going to be a boom in pickled items. Like pickled? Pickling will be the new, yeah, pickling will be like the new shit. Because mm. a lot of chefs do it already to begin with. And a lot of chefs are introducing it because it's a, it's a good way to preserve stuff and to incorporate flavor. However, uh, most of the times you associate with pickling, you, you think of an actual pickle, right? Like the, the dill cucumbers that goes in a pickle, mm. kind of sour, kind of sweet. When I say pickle, uh, you can pickle literally almost anything. And when I say anything, uh, pig's feet, cow brain, um, you know, uh, cow hearts, chicken liver, whatever. You can pickle the hell out of it and it will last. And I think, I think within the next five or six years, pickling will be like the new shit. And then everybody will get this gluten out of the way because we're all over it. 
I, I'm over it. I'm annoyed by it. I get triggered by it with me saying gluten right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then as far as like, I, I guess I'm going to pause because I want to ask again about like if you have any tech stuff that you're excited about coming out. I just actually got the Note 10 Plus. That phone's actually kind of dope. Um, oh, did but you? There, yeah, I, I was due for I had to go Pixel 2 XL and I was ready for a new phone. So I went nice. ahead and I got the uh, I got a good deal on it through Best Buy. So. It was like 450 off. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna oh, take yeah, that. Oh yeah, can't beat that one. I actually yeah. upgraded from my iPhone. I think iPhone six. I think it was an iPhone six before. Uh, this year into the Pixel three, uh, which came out during the summer, and it was amazing. I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm a big fan of the Pixel. It was hard for me to switch, but I just needed. I needed the more. You know, I work a lot for my phone, so I needed to be mm. able to do a lot more. Plus, I like the stylus with that that pen, so that's kind of nice to have. Um, it really is. So, um, so I'll put that question on hold. The other question yeah. I wanted to ask you: Are there any? I mean, everybody's got people that they look up to and they aspire to. Um, what are some chefs that you kind of that you look to for inspiration or ideas? Um, you know, there's a lot of, especially on like Netflix and stuff. There's a lot of cool cooking shows that are kind of outside the box these days mm-hmm. um are there any you know celebrity type chefs or, or chefs that you know of that you kind of look to even if it's somebody that might be you know somebody you know personally sure no no um you can always go with the classics and we can rifle through them and they all do inspire me but the the one guy that really does uh ring a bell at least for what i do purposely and what i want to accomplish is david chang and you, the the household name is pretty synonymous to uh, ramen, so that's what he's mostly famous for here in New York City. Is that ugly, delicious guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he's great. He does something that's so unconventional and just so, just so smart and clever. I I really it, it hits something within me. So for me, he's the one that I, I aspire to. Being Asian, also, because um, I, I eventually want to start my own ramen joint. And, you know, looking to what he has done format wise, I think I can accomplish the same thing, maybe. Um, And hopefully my ramen will live up to its name as well. So maybe something around, you know, around that way. But David Chang definitely gives me an inspiration altogether. And Anthony Bourdain, obviously, uh, the late great. um, Yeah, I loved his shows. I know. I love Bourdain. I really did. Have Uh, you checked out the... Oh no! Go ahead. The... I was just gonna say, have you checked out the the chef show on Netflix? The one with John Favreau. It's kind of based on his mm-hmm. movie Chef. That's yep. and I think it's with him and Roy Choi. Mm-hmm. That's a great show. I like that one. It's a great show. I we know. blew through it's, that. Uh... I think we binge watched it. Like, and they make such great food on that show. Mm-hmm. Roy Choi also another another legend that not too many people know about. I mean, mm-hmm. he's more you know. He's more California legend, but man. Yeah, I lived in man. L.A. for a little while when he was first coming out, and you would see his trucks all over. His, you would see that little truck. Um, was it? I forget what the truck was called, but um, it's yeah, the Kogi, his, he was like the Kogi truck. Kogi, yeah, the Kogi beef truck. Yeah, you'd see that thing. Um, but yeah, he th- that show was was a really good show. So um, I just wanted to ask it. Yeah, that's what kind kind of wanted to see who your inspiration, who you draw inspiration from. So mm-hmm. um, so that was a cool answer. Um, sorry, I just got myself sidetracked. Uh, so we can start, usually we go like 45 minutes to an hour. Um, we can start wrapping it up. I had a good time. I know it's the holiday season, so I don't want to keep you too long. 
and let you get back to your day. You probably got some stuff to, to do for the restaurant mm-hmm. and stuff. But um, do you want to plug your podcast and where people can find you on social media? Sure. Uh, you can find all my stuff uh, on social media. Or rather, should I say, just the podcast alone. The name is Chef Salty Pork out everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, etc. Um, however, if you do want to find the, the video format, which I, I'm pushing mostly more, because the interaction is there. And it's a different program altogether, I think, when you see it visually. And you can find that on YouTube, uh, Chef Salty Pork Podcast uh, on YouTube. And it will give you, you know, the weekly episodes and all that good stuff. And then the email that you can reach us out at is askchefsalty at gmail.com. We, we do read them all. We, we answer to all the questions. It's either Sean or myself. He might, we're the only two that know the, the password to that email. We're the only ones that reply. Uh, but we bring it up onto the show, too, and be like, hey, to et cetera, answering your question about, I don't know, pig's brain or some shit. Uh, here's how you prepare it, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we really, truly appreciate feedback and so any of that good stuff you can just find us there nice well casey thanks for coming on the show uh to our listeners i'll talk to you guys next week casey we'll have to do this again uh we'll have to dedicate a whole episode to gluten just for you we'll get somebody who who's all about not gluten and then we'll get you on the podcast and we'll let you fight it out it'll be an interesting little that would be the most amazing thing I'm sure I could I could find somebody to to come Perfect. on and do that. So I am all there. right, Casey. Well, have a good holiday and uh, thanks for coming on and taking the time out of your busy schedule, uh, Casey from Chef Salty Pork Podcast. Thanks again. Thanks, man. Later. All right, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Itty Bitty Podcast. We got an awesome guest coming up next week. It's actually one of the uh, more favorite episodes that i've done um his name is tom williams he was from desert island survival um so he comes on the show and talks about what his company does um spoiler alert has something to do with desert island survival and he also had a pretty wild story about walking to the north pole so you don't want to miss that episode it'll be a nice little christmas story i guess since it's the north pole has nothing to do with christmas at all but um it's a nice little i guess tie into the holiday season um, but yeah, you don't want to miss that episode. Head to ittybittypodcast.com to catch up on all the podcasts. Well, you know, every episode of this podcast as well as Choice Nugs Only. Um, and then, yeah, have a great week and I'll talk to you guys next time.